if you're looking for a similar type of shaft, definitely the weight is going to be really important. And what it's important to look at on the weight is what the length that is posted on the website and the different hybrids have different cut lengths there as well. Another manufacturer might have 42 or even 42.5 for a hybrid shaft as the kind of raw uncut length. So when you're looking to try to get those weights equal, you got to look at the uncut uh, length to try to help match those up. This is the Fitting Room Podcast. Here's your host, Nate Adelman. Fitting Room Podcast, and it's midsummer, and that means it's time for one thing, and that is revisiting our community mailbag. It's been a few months since we last checked in on the unanswered questions or some of the best questions we've been getting this summer. And, you know, golfers have had a few months of uh, golf now back under their belts, and we thought this would be a great time to check in what's on all of our listeners' minds and be able to help them out with helping them get their equipment working as hard as they can for them to help them play their best golf because that is what the fitting room is all about. And on today's episode, I'm joined with fitting room regular uh, Dave Neville. Dave, thank you for joining us today to help answer the people's questions. Love doing the mailbag episodes, and I think we got some doozies this week, Nate. Well, the mailbags are always exciting episodes because you can't do as much preparation as you might when we're introducing a new product, you know, something you're, you're accustomed to doing because, you know, we've got to keep you on your toes. We might be talking about golf ball one minute and putters the next minute and woods the, the second after that. Absolutely. I'm ready. All right. So uh, right before we get into that, uh, just a couple reminders here on the fitting room. Um, the first one is today is literally the last day. If you're listening to this on the day it's released, which is Monday, July 27th, it is the last day to enter our July fitting room giveaway. And it's very simple. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe to the fitting room, leave us a review. And that is all you have to do to be entered to win a Maverick driver of your choosing. And Dave, it wouldn't be the fitting room if we didn't let you spec it out also. So, uh, you know, if it's off the rack, you can have it back. That's what we say here on The Fitting Room. And uh, you can get your custom Maverick driver. All you have to do is leave a review and subscribe to The Fitting Room. Super easy. It's a no-brainer to do this. And you got a, you got a good chance of winning. So get your, uh, get your reviews in. Okay. So without further ado, Dave, I say let's dive into the mailbag. And, and as a reminder, if you have questions that you can't find answers to, um, you know, on the CallawayGolf.com website, the Cali community is probably the best place to go. CallawayGolf.com slash community. Ask your questions there, and they will most certainly be answered. And uh, the best ones get to come here on the podcast and also on our live show that we do every Monday night on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. And uh, if you tag Dave or you tag me in your question, one of us will be happy to go in there and answer it for you as well. Um, so, a great resource for you, especially for questions that, you know, are, are atypical questions or maybe one-off questions. Um, it's a good, great place to go. But, Dave, let's dive in. Um, this first question comes from Club Champ 2016 and the question goes as follows. Um, I've been unable to find a three-wood that I can hit consistently. 
One of my friends has a Hyloft 3-wood that I tried playing with them, and I crushed it. Does Callaway have one like that? I have the Maverick Driver and the Maverick Max 5-wood with even flow, 55, A-flex. Um, and I like my 5-wood uh, better than my current 4-wood. I would love to have the 3-wood in my bag as well. And I'm exclusively a Callaway gal. So uh, we like where her head is at, Club Champ. Um, but Dave, help, help uh, diagnose this one for us. There's a lot of different layers to this, this question, but obviously uh, the club champ, she's already got the, the five wood in the, in the bag. She's asking about a high lofted three wood. So instead of having a high lofted three wood in the Maverick lineup, we have the, the four wood in there. And so the, the four wood is going to be a, a 16, five in loft It's essentially the same as a, as a three wood, the length of the four wood and the three wood is the same. And this is really important uh, as well. And I know you wanted to talk more about this, uh, Nate, but the length of, of fairy woods is really important. And some players will actually hit five woods better than three woods just because they make more solid contact. Yeah, I think with the woods, um, the, the speed that you're swinging the club has so much of an impact on launch and spin, which is two of the most important ingredients into uh, uh, distance. I mean, I guess club head speed as well is going to affect ball speed. So ball speed, launch, spin are like the three ingredients for distance. And everyone, depending on their attack angle, their path, their club head speed, those, those variables are going to be different. So getting a distance maximizing trajectory and spin rate is not necessarily what we think of as it has to be three wood will be longer than four wood will be longer than five wood. And so for a lot of players, typically on the lower end of the swing speed spectrum, having more loft and higher launch, or sorry, having higher launch and more spin is going to be a bigger recipe for, for distance than having a little faster ball speed if it goes lower and doesn't carry as far. So in this case, I think it's about identifying launch and spin uh, and being able to maximize that. And it may be that the five wood is that club and it may be that it could be a little less loft, but adding length to add club head speed. And so it could be a four wood loft, but going to maybe even go a half inch over length um, with that club to get a little more speed, but keeping the launch and uh, the, yeah, the launch and spin. This is a trick that a lot of, the Callaway LPGA players do is they, you know, you know, we talk about, you know, there's a standard for women's length, but uh, on the LPGA tour uh, lengths are typically either on average are going to be standard men's lengths. They're sometimes a little bit longer because getting as much speed as possible is a big advantage out there. Yeah. Um, but also you'd say on the LPGA, the, the, the women out there are just hitting it really, really solid. And, a lot of amateurs struggle with the fairway woods of just hitting it solid. That could be the case here for a club champ where the three woods is just not hitting it as solid. So the four wood may give a little loft, may be a little bit easier to hit. Key thing I think here is you, you got to get fit. You know, you got you to gotta get fit before you, you pull the trigger. Um, I've seen some four wood, five wood uh, combinations in the bag. It's not very common, but it could happen uh, sometimes. So, Right. You know, you could call it a high lofted three wood. We call it a four wood. It's really the same thing because the length 
is the same between the three wood and the four wood. But I'd encourage her to, to go out and get fit and look at those differences between the launch angle, spin rate, ball speed, all of that between her four wood and the five wood. Yep. Good question there from Club Champ 2016. And uh, all right, Dave, let's move on to the next one here. And this is from uh, Fishin. And Fishin mm -hmm. says, I'm thinking about getting a new Maverick driver. Good choice. Um, he's trying to figure out which of the shaft options to go with. He's leaning towards the Rogue White. Um, currently is playing a uh, Big Bertha Alpha 816 with the Fubuki uh, IZ shaft, but is looking for something a little less boardy um, and a little bit more uh, softer. The question is, how much thicker is the Rogue White shaft with the counterbalancing versus the standard shaft? Uh, and uh, he's, he's referring to the butt end of the shaft being counterbalanced, a little more weight there. The shaft itself is a little bit thicker. How much of an equivalent from a wrap standpoint is that? Wow, that is, that is one of the deepest ones I've heard in, in a while. He got a lot going on there. So he's, he's got the 815 driver playing it with the Fubuki. So uh, we still offer the Fubuki Z, so that's a possibility. You could get that in a, in a rag flex. And then there was an interesting question about the Rogue White and how much thicker it is in the butt section. And that is correct. I don't know where he got this info from, but that is correct. It is a little bit thicker. Uh, you're talking about a 610 diameter versus a 600 or 595 on a lot of the other driver shafts. So it can feel like it, it's having extra uh, wraps under the grip. But um, I've got to go over to Adam and Clubworks here because there, there's some tips and tricks and some best practices when you're building clubs uh, to make them feel similar, right? Yeah, so this question I think is a, a, an outstanding question because this is really, really going deep in the tinkering world and the precise from a precision build standpoint. So if you look at uh, your irons and your wedges you cut very short, the, the diameter at the bottom end of like the bottom of let's say your right hand for a right-handed golfer, that shaft hammer is going to be skinnier than it will be on, you know, the a driver shaft or maybe the three iron of that same set of, of iron shafts where your right hand would be. That's because iron shafts are typically tapered or they have step downs um, going, going throughout the shaft. And so this is a, uh, one where, you know, sometimes we'll say, oh, I, I always put two wraps under my grips. But if the grip, if the shaft itself is starting at a different diameter, then you're still going to end up with a different diameter, um, just two wraps thicker plus the grip thicker. So um, this is where when you're really going to be really focused on being precise, this is where when you're building up your shafts to, to before you apply the grips, you are looking at building up the outside diameter of all your shafts to the same diameter. So on the driver, that may mean one wrap. And on the pitching wedge, that may mean three wraps, depending on your various um, diameters. Now, will most golfers, Dave, be able to notice the difference? Unlikely. Unlikely, it's, it's probably something that either is more of a mental confidence check. Like I know for a fact that every single one of my grips – has been built to exactly 610 pre-grip, you know, so the wedges you build up to 610, maybe the driver shaft was already at 610, and then you can apply your grips and know with confidence that every grip 
is going to be the same thickness. Um, but it's something that oftentimes I don't think golfers think too much about when they're, when they're gripping their clubs is, uh, what, how are my, the diameters of my shafts different? So, um, this is one where every shaft manufacturer is going to publish the specs on their website of tip diameters and butt diameters. And it's just something to pay attention to if you care to, uh, I would say for most golfers, it's probably not going to make uh, the difference between shooting an 86 and a 79, but you know, it's a comfort and a mental, a mental comfort thing as well. This is definitely tinkering uh, 401 or 501 advanced tinkering topics, but you can get yourself a good caliper if you've got yes. a setup like Adam and Clubworks and uh, have that as part of your repertoire to make sure you're getting those diameters equal uh, across your whole uh, lineup. But yeah, really good question, uh, really deep question. Like you said, most golfers will not be able to spot the difference, but there, there are some who are, are super, super into that. Right. Yeah, and nice job of uh, the tool, the calipers. You can't have, you can't overstate how important a nice set of calipers is in the club build room. Yeah, that's definitely, that's, you got to have that in your arsenal for sure. <laughs> All right, moving along. Um, uh, this next question, I love this, this name. This comes from Shank Aaron. Okay. Uh, wonderful community name. Uh, and, and Shank says, I had a Maverick nine degree with a rogue white MSI 130 stiff flex fall into my lap. Wow. Uh, so that's, that's pretty nice. Know, yeah. I don't know where Shank Aaron is sitting, but I want to start sitting there as well and have things fall into my lap. But, um, the rogue white comes, um, at a 46 inch length, but does Callaway cut the shafts as their stock options to a shorter length? Um, this question is eating me alive. Um, it's purely curiosity. I love the way the driver performs. So um, I believe, Dave, that Shank Aaron is referring to when he says 46 is the uncut length of the shaft. So the raw length of the shaft. Yeah, so we'll get the, the shaft um, from Aldola in this case, raw length 46, but we definitely do have to cut it, cut it down because we're going for a finished length of, in, the, in the Maverick driver of 45.75. Uh, and there's a little discussion we can have about how we're doing that, that measurement. But obviously, you, you've got to cut the, the shaft shorter. And then when, when you add in the hosel, the club head, all of that, the, the actual finished measured length would be 45.75. So the answer to this question is, is yes. But I think that opens up a little bit of a, a can of worms around uh, measurements and, and lengths and that kind of thing, right? Yeah, so I think at a standard lie angle, it's 43 and 9 sixteenths is what you would cut the raw length of the shaft to when you add in the OptiFit hosel and put it in the club head, which adds about, you know, close to an inch and a half, two inches, that would get it to the standard length. But lie angle is an interesting variable because if you think about it, if you make a lot if the club head is sitting flat flat on the ground and you make the lie angle uh you know uh steeper more lie you know you bump up the right. lie angle mm -hmm. upright that makes the club technically longer like it's going to sit higher off the ground even though the raw length of the shaft hasn't changed so i know that it's something that we almost never think about but measuring the club is not so simple no it isn't as as we've gone through this process over the last two years of changing our, our published lengths of our, our clubs. Um, 
So we used a, a tool called a bubble gauge. And as you said, it incorporated both uh, the, the length and the lie angle into the measurement. Uh, and it was something that we had designed within Callaway, uh, proprietary to Callaway, and used that for a number of years very, very successfully. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the other builders were not using that same tool. And so uh, people were measuring the clubs and saying, well, these are not measuring uh, the same. So we've actually gone to a, a new gauge, which is the USGA gauge, and we use that, that method now. And that is measured at a fixed lie angle, which I believe is 60 degrees. And, and so that's allowing us to be more consistent with what we're doing on the tour van, what other companies are doing, and companies like Club Champion, um, that kind of thing. So it's a trade-off, as you said, when you change the lie angle, you change the sort of effective length of it. So we're now publishing for our driver 45.75 as the length of our drivers, even though the actual length hasn't changed. The measured length has changed from 45.5 to 45.75. And this is a topic where you could go really, really deep. You get the engineering team going, going on this uh, really interesting topic. So if you bought a driver within the last couple of years that the published length was 45 and a half, and you buy the Maverick, which the public length is published length is 45 and three quarters. When you get those clubs, the actual length will be exactly the same. It's just Correct. the way that it's measured is the USGA system instead of the bubble gauge system. Correct. And the bubble gauge system, it, the length adapts as lie angle changes or it adapts lie angle as length changes. The USGA system keeps, like you said, a fixed length system. And that's only their fixed lie angle system. That's only two of like the seven different ways that you could measure a golf mm -hmm. club, which we definitely don't have time to get into today, but it's certainly a thing that every, you know, every company or every builder or every fitter may have a different method of, of, uh, of measuring length. But we're now at Callaway, we have adopted the USGA uh, measurement system of length, and that'll be a standard across everything that we do. Yeah, and, and so our published lengths on the irons haven't changed, but they've definitely changed on the, on the woods to appear that they're a little bit longer when the actual club is the same. So if you took the, the, the shaft out of the OptiFit hosel and you put them next to each other, they're going to be the same if you had the Epic driver or if you had the Maverick driver. Right. All right. Um, I didn't predict that we'd be going into uh, different measurement ways to measure length today, but you never know on the mailbag. That's why we love doing the, the mailbag episodes. Uh, you never know what will come up. All right. We got two more questions left for today. Um, we're going to go to number four here. Um, this is from Dokun Golf, and he says, I have a three hybrid with an Acra shaft, and I want to add a big Bertha five hybrid. Which shaft offered from Callaway will most closely match the Acra FX 2.0 100h m4 a lot of a lot of code there yeah. uh, that i have in the three hybrid um i have a similar family uh of acro shafts in my three wood and my driver but i don't know if i should go back to my fitter so basically Dokin golf wants to know what is something similar because he likes the afra F acra fx 2.0 100h m4 what is something similar that he can get with the big Bertha five hybrid. 
Yeah, so first thing I will, will say is that he could get this exact shaft through our exotic program. So just so people know, a lot of times we might not have a shaft that's, that's listed on the website or it's not part of our stock uh, lineup or even part of our, our normal custom lineup, but it would be available through our exotic program. So pretty much uh, any shaft that you want to get that's out there that has been, you know, sort of certified and tested, we can get to the exotic program. So that's just something to know. And that, that particular accurate shaft is available through our exotic program. Might take a week longer or something, but uh, no big deal. You can get it. But then if you're looking for a similar type of shaft, let me walk you through kind of the process that, that I would look at if you're, if you're looking at that. So uh, definitely the weight is going to be really important. And what it's important to look at on the weight is what the length that is posted on the website. So, so like, for example, Acura posts on their website uh, 41 inches in length, and the different hybrids have different cut lengths there as well. Another manufacturer might have 42 or even 42.5 for a hybrid shaft as the kind of raw, uncut length. So when you're looking to try to get those weights equal, you got to look at the uncut uh, length to try to help match those up. Another thing I would look at is, is torque. That, that's important, not necessarily for the performance that much, but a lot for the feel. So this Acura shaft is pretty low torque uh, for a hybrid shaft. I mean, it's in the, lo the low threes. I think it's like 3.4. So you'd want to look at one that's going to be in that, that similar range of, of torque. If you really want to take it to the next level, some of the manufacturers are putting uh, CPM. They're putting frequency on there. You could look at the butt diameter we were talking about earlier in the show, uh, tip diameter to really see one that that would that would match up. Uh, and then even uh, Nate, you mentioned earlier, looking at the uh, the graphics of it, that um, might be important to some people, even as well. I, I would say the the weight is a big one, um, torque is a big one, um, and the the raw uncut length as well. So one that we have in the lineup that's very similar to this would be the the Project X Catalyst in the seventy five gram class. So the torques of those two shafts are really similar. Uncut length and weight is really, really similar. So they're going to play. They're both kind of a mid-launch, mid-spin type of shaft. So Catalyst 75 from our stock no-upcharge uh, shaft lineup might be a good one to look at. Yeah, and I think, uh, Dave, you nailed it. I, I don't know how many golfers are looking to match it, the uh, Acura FX uh, 2.0 shaft the way that Dokken Golf is, but we do get a lot of questions from someone who says, hey, I really like this shaft, or I got fit into this shaft that is a $350 upcharge. I don't really want to spend an additional $350. What do you have of the no upcharge that'll play similar? And I think the approach that you said is universal. It's not just for this particular instance, but looking at uh, uh, weight, looking at weight and length together, torque will give you the the – best close uh, proximity on a feel standpoint, how responsive is this club going to feel at impact? And then of course it's got to look good to play good, you know? Yeah. Uh, and one thing to mention out on our website, callawaygolf.com, we do have a shaft guide and you can, you can look at kind of launch and spin and weight classes out there. We even in that shaft guide say whether it's a no upcharge or if it's an upcharge or an exotic uh, lineup. So, that's a great spot to find a shaft that is very similar or equivalent to the one you're looking for. Perfect. 
All right. Last question for the day, and we're going to finish with putters today. So, Dave, keeping you on your toes here. Wait. Um, this question goes as follows. I'm interested in purchasing a Stroke Lab Black 7 putter. I play my putters at 33 inches, so I've always typically needed to add weight to the head to regain some feel. Um, on the Stroke Lab putters, I see that the head weight stays the same, uh, regardless of the length, 33 through 35. So my question is, if I add weight to the head of the 33-inch Stroke Lab putter, will I throw off the balance um, of the putter because it's designed as a whole with the shaft, the head, and the weight under the grip? Um, and they're all related to one another. So um, what should I do? Um, so really good question here, looking at the club as a whole, not just looking at each component independently. Yeah, this is a, a great question. And for Stroke Lab in particular, just to remind people what we're doing here is we're taking approximately 40 grams out of the shaft. So the shaft is a kind of a hybrid shaft between a steel and a graphite shaft. We're taking about 40 grams there and we're rebalancing the putter. So we're adding about 10 grams to the head and 30 grams. It depends on the model, but we'll call it 30 grams to the butt section using a, a brass tip plug there as well. So we're rebalancing the putter. So the question here was if you play a shorter one and you want to add weight, is that going to mess up the kind of concept of stroke lab? And I would say it, it depends on how much weight you add. So a lot of the models have adjustable weights. You can take the weights out. You could add, say, 10 grams, like a 5-gram extra weight on one side and 5 grams on the, on the other to add 10 grams. I don't think that would be a big deal. But if you start adding 40, 50 grams to the head, now you've changed the total feel and kind of how the stroke lab putter works. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I would completely agree. And all the stroke lab putters come um, with adjustable weights on the sole. So you yep. can use the weight kits. And if you're making an adjustment within the confines of the weight kits, uh, you should be okay. Um, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't mess anything up too much. Um, and when you're getting the putter at a shorter length, um, the, the grip underneath or the weight underneath the grip, the, the grip we wanted to be about 105 grams combined with the grip plus the weight. So that's something to keep in mind if you're ever swapping grips as well, something to consider. Um, so one thing it could be is making even if you don't want to mess with the head weight, but you want to have a little bit heavier swing weight is you could go to a lighter putter grip. That could be one way to do it. Um, or if you wanted to add a bunch of weight to the head, um, in a, like you said, a 10-gram increments, no problem. But if you're going 40, 50 grams, probably, it probably will throw that off. It'll probably make the balance point a little too low down, down the club. Yeah, and the goal of the Stroke Lab is to really improve your, your tempo, which helps in a lot of areas. It really helps with your distance control, but it helps also with your face angle and, and how you, you square it up. So if you start adding 40, 50 grams to, to the head, that's going to change that tempo and, and the feel. And you've sort of, we've done a ton of testing. Uh, let me tell you, a ton of testing on the stroke lab putters. And they're used heavily, heavily on, on tour. Um, and so you throw that balance off and it's not going to really work the way that it was designed to work. Right. Excellent. All right, Dave. Well, we've done it. We've answered uh, the top five questions of the summer from the Callaway community. So thank you to everyone who wrote in. Um, if you have more questions, you can always head over to the fitting corner over there on the Callaway community. 
your questions will be answered and maybe we'll appear on the next mailbag episode of the fitting room or it could even show up on our live show that we do every Monday night at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio, where we take your fitting questions live on the air, um, and you can get answers right then and there. Give us a call every Monday night at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, and, of course, if you haven't done so and you have questions about your bag uh, that you can't find, another great resource is – Callaway Distance Fitting. So callawaygolf.com slash distance fitting. You can book a free on-the-phone fitting with a Callaway certified master fitter. Uh, they, they come in 30-minute blocks. Um, so great way to, uh, you know, talk, talk things out and uh, pick the brain of a certified master fitter leading up to any club purchase or questions that you have. Um, this episode of The Fitting Room was produced by Tyler Sheehan, recorded by Jen Turk, and edited by Trevor Miglarino. The Fitting Room podcast is part of the Callaway Podcast Network at Callaway Media Productions. We will be back next week with more from the Fitting Room podcast.